Welcome back. These are Pandemic Pints. Welcome back to another episode of the show, folks. Thanks for tuning in today. We have responded to your calls. And today we'll be inviting another guest on the show to talk about all things tech, gaming, and streaming. But first, mm. JP, I'm very eager to know, you've had a stressful week. What beer are you having today? Oh, I went big, boy. I went with a nice 8.8% <laughs> double oh, IPA. Here we go. But I actually had to leave. I went. I had to leave the country of Ireland for this beer because I I was inspired by our guest today to get a, a can that had a mouse on it. Jack. It's called Shallows Double IPA, and um, so it's got a mouse. Like, um, do they? St they don't have mice. They still have mice. Some people have mice, right? I'm sure you um, use one right now. Yeah. 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 I don't. I use the trackpad. Anyways, oh. it has a mouse. So <laughs> it's it's from Spain. It's from Spain. It's the same 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 crowd that does um, soup beer. That soup beer that you saw. Oh before. yeah. So so it's a, it's a was heavy that, strong one. Was that pricey? Oh God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Six euros. Oh, here we go. Okay. <laughs> I only got one of them for the record. Only one of the record. I'm not. So, I'm not... <laughs> You so get? it's funny we didn't plan this um but i also left the country <laughs> to get this beer um i went with uh something called a california sun not mm. at all made in california though um it's made in the uk uh picked it up at super value don't know how it's going to be but uh four and a half percent a west coast session ipa which i think um jp you are a fan of oh, yeah. um Housekeeping. I've 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 got a couple of housekeeping points. I know that we had some pretty good feedback uh, on the St. Patrick's Day episode, not only our episode but also the Virtual Pub Podcast uh, episode. So thanks for tuning into those guys and giving them a follow as well. The feedback was very strong that we needed more guests, uh, mm. so we have answered the call. They got sick uh, of listening to us. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't blame them. Um, <laughs> I also I also heard that Danny and Dara should have their own podcast. So. Uh, the you know, Denny and Dara show. Are, are interested, <laughs> they should uh, go ahead and, and, and set one up. Um, anything else in the housekeeping front, JP? No, I think uh, I'm excited for our guest. Should I introduce our today's guest? Today's guest is a gaming extraordinaire, a titan in the sports gaming industry, Mr. Liam Ryan. Before, oh, become, before becoming a, a serious gamer, he was a hurling star, Claire Hurler. And uh, he was also a big-time UL Vikings football player. So, welcome, Liam. Our boys, long-time long time listener, first-time caller. Uh, great to be here. Uh, <laughs> any excuse to drink a couple of pints, to be honest with the lads. But uh, great, to, great to be here. And uh, I'm cracking open my first one of the day. You're what a you having, Liam? Cider so guy. I. I, I, we obviously didn't plan this, but uh, I'm going out of the country as well. Ah, uh, here. Uh, so, oh, and from though, so te well, technically oh. out of the country, but uh, depending on what which side of the, yeah, the nationalist divide you're on. Yeah, controversial. Uh, <laughs> so I, I can't drink beer because I'm I'm uh, I'm a, a gluten intolerant. So it's a cider, but it's one of one of my mates uh, brewed it himself, but using a kit from a company called Getter Brewed, um, and then he sent me down a kit. So I'm I'm brewing actually 23 liters of cider myself at home oh, wow. to uh to try and try and keep the the uh the lockdown at bay um okay. so i'm going to call it full send cider is going to be the name of it basically but this is a home brew so i don't it could be four percent or it could be ten percent i'm not sure how strong it is so is that that's your friend made that your friends in antrim though 
Uh, my friends in Wicklow, but the kit came from Antrim, so it's it's technically a where was it made? Cider. It was made in Wicklow. Ah, that's fine. Sent down to to to, to Limerick for for uh, imbibing. There you go. There you go. It's 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 an Irish brew. It's an Ooh, Irish brew. So it's very strong. It's very strong. Very... <laughs> <laughs> um, we we should do more ciders as the summer's coming, Karen. I we should. Think. We should. I think this, this is inspiring me. I've actually we've we've a, we a supplier now. There we go. <laughs> I'll send up the first batch to you. <laughs> you better, you know. Kieran is very generous with his reviews of, of beers. I am not so much anymore. So if I think it's shite, I will tell you it's shite. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, Kieran, why don't you set the scene for us today? I will, sure. Um, today we're talking, so we're in lockdown number. God only knows, really, at, what, at this point. Um, and uh, we were thinking about lockdown and how people are kind of... Um, Make it you know, dealing with lockdown and, and coping with lockdown and so on and so forth. And I guess, Liam, the question for you is you're, you're, you're really getting into the gaming and streaming now. Has this has, has lockdown led to this or is this, you know, is this a new thing or were you always a, a gamer? Yeah, so I suppose um, I, I kind of always would have just tipped away on games. Uh, like I think we, we kind of had a culture back in, the, in the, back in the day as a group of like, you know, as a social kind of outlet, you play you know, games of Madden or you play um, Mario Wii or whatever just to kind of, you know, keep keep stuff in. Uh, I wouldn't have been a particularly serious gamer or anything like that. But definitely um, since since lockdown has kind of started, I think it's been a really good coping mechanism, as you've said. Um, you know, we, we, we play a couple of different games as a group of, I don't know, six or seven of us that, that started off uh, playing Call of Duty Warzone, basically. And it's been a really kind of good social social kind of outlet for people you know you're on you're on the headset you're chatting kind of whatever whatever night of, night of the week uh you want um it's it's obviously the safest way to socialize uh, uh, that you can at the moment uh it's a bit of entertainment and then it kind of gets that competitive juices going as well that you know you miss i, I obviously was still playing still playing sport uh with, with the vikings and um missed that competitive aspect of things as well so got involved in in call of duty um and we've kind of gone from just playing for our own entertainment to streaming it uh on twitch and and raising a bit of money for for charity then as well so um yeah it's been been really enjoyable it's actually kind of one of the saving graces of lockdown and um definitely has helped not just me but the the rest of the rest of the lads i'd say through uh, a particularly tough year yeah i think i have a couple questions on that the first is this idea of is it a sport because I think there's also people are watching it now on Twitch. So there's the viewer aspect of it. I would have thought and argued a few years ago that there's no way gaming's a sport. You don't really physically have any, any physical exertion. You know, maybe it falls more under the lines of chess, which I guess some people argue is a sport or not a sport. You know, I would just say it's a competition. But that seems to be changing because like ESPN covers gaming now. Like, so... Yeah. I saw. I remember walking into a barbershop there maybe a year ago and saw on the front cover was the number one gamer guy that I don't even know his Ninja. name, but Ninja Dude. Yeah. So is this a sport? Do you think it's a sport or are you anti-sport? I'll, I'll, I'll put it in context. So not from, not from, a, not from like, um, is it a sport or not a sport kind of aspect, but from a size, a revenue size, uh, the gaming industry is larger than the global movie industry 
plus the North American uh, sports industry combined. So in terms of like it's bigger than the NFL, NBA, MLB, plus Hollywood all put together and rolled into one. So I think like people kind of people kind of generalize or have this um, assumption that gaming is for kids. Gaming is kind of, you know, small fry stuff and it's it's, you know, mobile games and stuff like that. But actually it's it's gone from something that was uh, a bit of entertainment to that serious sports industry and, and, and entertainment industry. You look at games like uh, Overwatch that I, I, I play as well. Um, they have like, you know, they have that kind of city branded um, team ident- identity. So they have like the Toronto Defiant, you know, the New York Excelsior. They have brands, they have stadiums, they play, you know, they play kind of um, uh, like 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 uh, an NFL match. You have six six guys who are the, the, the superstars and there's a full stadium watching the games like so. That's crazy. You know, it's it is it's it's gone from, you know, something that I think when we were when we were young, it was something that was just, you know, you, you kind of pottered away yourself. But now it's like there's multi-million euro contracts for for, for big gamers. Um, you know, I, I, I can see the logic around is, is it just a, a kind of a comp, com, competition or something like chess? But it's it's so skill based like chess is kind of complete strategy. You can be, you know, you can be um, 95 years of age and be good at chess just by by knowing the strategy. For for esports, you have to have fast twitch reactions. You have to have you know all the stuff that's um, important, kind of hand eye coordination, all that sort of stuff. So I would I would definitely fall on the on the sports side of things, um, and I think you know the the the, the market agrees with that mm. in terms of uh, the number of teams and and different sports that are that are that are starting up. What about the view viewership? Real quick, I'm just going to jump in here a sec. The the watching aspect fascinates me. As a kid, I liked to play video games. I hated to watch other people play. Like before, back in the day, it was like one person would play and you'd sit around with four friends. It's like, when's it my turn? When's it my turn? When's it my turn? turn? You never wanted to watch, but now people freaking watch this. Why would people watch someone play a video game and not just play it themselves? I mean, I ask the same question when I'm playing uh, Warzone and there's like, I think the the max I had was 45 guys watching me at one stage or 45 people, I shouldn't say guys. Um, so 45 people watching me and I'm, I'm you know, not anywhere near the, the even the middle level. Um, but I think like for me personally, I, I would watch some very high level streamers and I would I would kind of learn from them or see kind of stuff that they do, try and get inspiration in terms of and incorporating that into my gameplay. Um, there's some guys that are really, really, you know, high skill level. But then there's other guys that that stream, but uh, stream for entertainment. So I don't know if you've ever heard of a guy called Tim the Tatman. But he's not particularly good at gaming. But he has like forty-five thousand people watching him every time he turns on his 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 stream, just because he kind of he's like just very entertaining. He kind of reminds me of Glenn Carr. He just sits back and he just talks absolute garbage for for <laughs> four hours, and people just love it. And particularly with lockdown, because you can't leave. Like it's it's kind of um, you know, it's kind of entertainment that way. And what they what a lot of good streamers do is they'll build a community around them, so they'll kind of. You know, have guys or have people that come back into their stream every week or every day. You know, they'll kind of give rewards back to the community and um, try and develop a kind of a, a bit of um, morale and community within their their the people that watch them as well. I I just want to touch on a couple of things there. Um, the traditional view of of video gamers, maybe it's not traditional. It's the old school view of uh, the archaic view even of of video gamers in the basement wasting the, time and the South you know, Park gamer guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's that's obviously and, changed uh, over time. This question I'm going to put out there, maybe you don't know the answer. 
when did that change? Like, how how did we? What happened? Was it yeah? PewDiePie? I think so. The the internet <laughs> the internet definitely changed a lot. So yeah, um, I think like when the internet and and kind of smartphones and you know everyone's everyone's on uh, online kind of high speed all the time that changed a lot because it gaming became much more visible. So before it was quite a solitary existence, as JP said, if you're with friends, you're kind of waiting for your turn or you'd be playing two of you on, on one console. But um, the kind of the, 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 the kind of stereotype streamer now is a guy that goes to the gym streams and, you know, kind of earns, earns tons of money by, by being the best in the game and stuff like that. So they, they're, it's kind of almost like a new type of like jock type thing yeah. where they are, most of them are gym bunnies and, and they're either in the gym post on Instagram or they're on stream, uh, you know, performing there. And I think this answers JP's question about, you know, why would you, who would watch people play video games? When you think about it, you could you could put the same question towards why would you play why would you watch someone play soccer when you just go play it yourself why would you watch a rugby game you go play it yourself it's yeah. that building and especially you know I think in like an online gaming and a streaming thing you you can you can um, build uh, more of a relationship people are more accessible almost through a screen rather than on the on the big commentator sports screen yeah um, and and I think people like the people they watch and that brings them back to watching those exactly. kind of same people yeah. over and over again a couple of things i just googled by the way in terms of uh you know this is becoming a big business so ninja i never heard of ninja before i, I know who pewdiepie is but uh, <laughs> his net worth so this guy plays uh what does he play Liam? do you know fortnite, fortnite. Um, yeah mostly. He, he he is he has an estimated net worth of 25 million dollars and tim the tatman who just sits around, looks like someone who just sits around, drinks beer and talks. I mean, yeah, that's um, exactly what he does. I mean, he, he looks like, to be honest, someone we should probably have on the show. Um, his <laughs> net worth is uh, about $8 million. So yeah. uh, oh my there God. you go. It's big, uh, big business. And, and like they, they, so one of the things they do, and they're quite smart about this, is that, uh, like you said, Stack, the, the kind of connectivity piece. Mm. So, you know, if you're if you're a, a Liverpool um, soccer fan, and you know you're you join the fan club and you go to a couple of games and you you love Mo Salah or whatever it is, there is there is still very much a disconnect. Whereas yeah. if you're a fan of Tim the Tatman, you can go into his chat, you can post in, you can you know you can spend two two euros to get a a, a message that comes out on his stream. He listens to that, he reacts to it or whatever. So it's mm. much more of a kind of a two way street as opposed to. These kind of people that are that are up on on a pedestal that you can't touch. It's it's more accessible through yeah. the platforms that they've built, for sure. I I would agree with that. Mm. So, what? as an athlete, do you miss though? Like, so I remember this about like three years ago, two years, three years ago. Like, coaches are constantly giving out about Fortnite, like in the sports world. Like, mm -hmm. oh, the kids don't want to play sports. All they do is want to play Fortnite and sit home. So there's like this negative connotation with video games because our people are obviously not being out, physically active. You know, team sports require, you know, self-sacrifice, you know, being coachable. You know, your favorite thing to talk about, Liam. Um, those type of things. <laughs> but like, so people, there's this negative connotation with sports. But I remember saying, um, I don't, I like I tweeted something like coaches should learn from Fortnite. Mm -hmm. You know, if you really want 
young people to be a part of sports, you know, the gaming industry knows how to make something like enjoyable. That, that wasn't what I tweeted, but anyways, I got like like a freaking thousand retweets. It was something that blew up and people were like, because people were upset by it, but also people resonate with it because it's like mm-hmm. gaming does, you know, give these like levels up, you know, like there's just constant, yeah. They, yeah. they tap into the psychology of human motivation, which is like, you know, you're getting better and better and better. You're moving up the ranks. So, you know, yeah. that being said, do you miss sports? Do you miss getting out there? Is, is there something, do you, do you still consider them two distinct things? Um, so simple answer is yes, absolutely. And I, I do think that, you know, being, being so involved in gaming and I would, I would probably game maybe two or three hours a night, you know, on, on a, on a normal week. Um, definitely uh, my activity level has dropped and it's something that I need to be conscious of. And I've, I've actively tried to kind of, uh, remedy by going for walks at lunch or, you know, trying to, trying to get active on that. Um, so it is, there is a kind of a, a, a danger to, to gaming. It's not all positive. I think there is, um, you know, if you get, if you get very, very addicted, you know, you're playing 10 hours a day and, and not physically active, it can have, it can have ramifications, but I would 100% agree that, um, kind of in-person sports, uh, and coaches in, in in-person sports need to take um ideas from the gaming industry and bring them into coaching so there's a there's a kind of a core concept in gaming called skill-based matchmaking so it's it's that essential um thing that you said basically if if um me you and stack all jumped into a into the same game together i would uh, get annihilated <laughs> yeah exa- exactly like as in you know i've, I've played eight, 800 hours of the game you've played five hours of the game and stack yeah, it's yeah. his first time and so all five of my hours have been severely drunk <laughs> But very entertaining, JP. I need to get you back on stream. But uh, so basically, what they do is is they take uh, there's an algorithm that's kind of sits behind your profile, and they match you up with the same people so that you feel like you're you're in in kind of a, a, a an equal competition, you know. And then you you have these kind of um, slow, consistent gains that you're like, oh, next next time I get to level 100 or level 200 or whatever it might be, whatever uh, mechanism they have. The only one I can think of that's kind of an equivalent to that was um, in New Zealand, the underage rugby, uh, they grouped people by size rather than by age so that you all kind of, you put all the people who are like, you know, 10 stone at 14 into one group, all the people who are five stone at 14 into another group or whatever it might be. So that it kind of equaled the playing field. People could kind of um, improve at their own, own speed. And then once they're actually passionate and invested in in the game then they can kind of go into the the most high levels um from from a kind of competition point of view i've definitely i've sought out um competition in gaming so like you know you can just turn on your your console and just play away yourself if you wish but uh we have entered a couple of kind of competitive games so you know you pay for entry you're up against other teams you have that kind of um competitive juices going and stuff like that uh, we hosted actually a, a tournament a couple of weeks ago um, where we had 80 guys from kind of around Limerick all paid in. We're all in the same same map and basically the winners take all. Uh, so, you know, it's not just um, it's not just kind of turn on Fortnite or turn on Warzone or whatever and, and away you go. You can make it as competitive as you want to or as, as kind of casual as you want to as well. Liam, can, can we talk so about your, so your particular... Do you only play Fortnite or do you, do you play Call of Duty as well on so your I, I Twitch only play, channel? Well, I play uh, Warzone. I don't. I actually don't play Fortnite. Sorry. 
uh, oh, Warzone, War, okay. Call of Duty Warzone, uh, Overwatch, Rocket League, uh, Cyberpunk. Depending on what mood I'm in, basically, I, I, I go for different stuff. But primarily Warzone is kind of the, the main game at the moment. Now, I remember back in the day, Madden used to be kind of our group's like main go-to game. And Call mm. of Duty for a while, I played it, and then I just kind of put away the Xbox and haven't really opened it up since. But um, is, is there much of a Madden? It's, you don't play Madden on Twitch at all? No. Uh, I have played kind of one or two games, but it's it's uh, basically J J O'Brien ruined Madden for me. He just broke it. Okay. He just, yeah, he, like, <laughs> he beat me one time like seventy something nil, and I just I didn't basically play Madden it. again. So yeah, so, he, he he broke me. <laughs> so t- can I can I just ask about Twitch? So Twitch is for people who don't know a a streaming platform, right? Am I get, am I getting that right? Yeah. Yeah. And 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 people go like you said, uh, Tim the Tapman and Ninja and yourself. People go on there, they get a notification, I guess, if they follow you when you're mm-hmm. kind of going live. Yeah. And you mentioned you play maybe two or three hours a night. Is that two or three hours a night you're streaming, or just two or three hours a night you're just playing casually with the lads? Um, so I I stream maybe two or three nights a week, and then I play kind okay. of maybe five five nights a week. So sometimes you're just you're not feeling because like. I think there's a bit more pressure on you when you're streaming. There's people watching. You have to kind of react to people. It's not as it's not as uh, kind of casual. Um, so I'd probably stream two or three nights a week and then play five five or six nights a week normally. Um, yeah. it, it's a bit like going back to the sports analogy. It's a bit like you've you've trained in two or three nights a week. You've to you've to turn on two or three nights a week. Exactly. Uh, yeah. The rest you're kind of just tipping away. Yeah. But- and then we would normally do like a big uh, event maybe once a month. So I do that uh, Warzone tournament once a month or we do like a competitive match or uh, we did like a kind of a triple threat challenge uh, last week. So you have like a match maybe once or twice a month and then training twice or three times a week. I say training, but kind of just uh, just touching in with the stream or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Can I have a quick question here now on this? fact of like the amount of hours you're spending you know two to three hours a night that's a lot mm-hmm. now you're an adult so how you spend your time that's your thing but what about if you had a child and they're 10 years old would you want your kids spending two three hours a night playing video games i think many of us would be like oh we love for them to be doing two three hours on homework or sports but if we if i look at video games i'd be like geez they're just wasting their time there but like I'm not, you're challenging my perspective now, yeah. you know, because at the same time, I'm like, there's all this research around the negative effects of screens and also they're not being physically active. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't know, just, I, I, I definitely think like you're, there has to be a balance for sure around the kind of physical activity and being able to, you know, being able to run, being able to catch, being able to kind of do all that. And there's, you know, there is kids coming through that, that can't do that because they haven't been active. But I would, I would also say, like I, my first computer I probably got when I was like eight or ten, and I have kind of played played games throughout throughout the throughout the years. I would argue that computer games have definitely taught me in like skills that that are valuable in in the workplace. You know, in in personal interactions, it develops it develops communication skills for sure. Like you know, if you're under pressure in a in a in a gunfight in in war zone, you become very kind of particular and distinct and you 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 do communicate clearly um you know builds teamwork uh tell me tell me a moment of success in the workplace that you feel like warzone definitely came in handy there uh so 
so from maybe not Warzone, but there is other other games that I would have played. So yeah, yeah. things like uh, so Settlers Two, for example, you would have had to um, like. And I was playing this when I was like twelve to about eighteen. You would have had to manage kind of multiple um, multiple kind of uh, production lines, in, like different income streams, different outputs. Uh, just kind of like it kind of gave you project management skills without overtly saying here's how to manage a project but in in essence the job was to manage a small city uh you know with all the kind of things that go with that so i think kind of some kind of project management skills definitely from a from a kind of a communications point of view um just like you know warzone or team-based games will actually like definitely has increased my ability to communicate in a group to kind of not uh not run roughshod over people to say this is what we have to do but actually go you know this is what i feel but you know get uh, kind of sound out the crowd and go with the thing that makes the most sense and stuff like that so and also Liam, speaking up i think is a good thing you know you're in call of duty my experience with call of duty was lads i'm in trouble lads i'm in trouble <laughs> you know i mean? yes, just yeah. i just speaking up and saying you know i need help here yeah. you know and and i think that's that's maybe a a something that that is missed um, in in the gaming thing. What I would say, and I, I think JP did. I think this is changing, right? That traditional view of oh, he's spending all these hours uh, playing video games. I, I would say there could be a lot worse things they could be doing. Um, I, you know, and and you see these these lads coming out of it. Yeah, multi multi millionaires. I, I mean, it's like sports, right? They're not all going to become multi multi millionaires, but yeah. now people. Uh, of all different abilities have a platform to express themselves, communicate with others, uh, to build relationships. And I think that can only be seen in my eyes as a positive thing. I, I don't mm. think, look, you're spending 12, 24 hours a day in front of a screen, obviously, but that's anything, right? You, yeah. You're, you're, if you're playing, you're you're playing soccer for 12 yeah, hours a day. Yeah. Yeah. None of that's going to be healthy. Yeah. So I, I would, I would uh, definitely err on the side of uh, this is positive. Uh, I would encourage um, this to to an extent, like I would encourage everything to an extent. Yeah, like anything, every, anything in in kind of um, anything in moderation. Right? In moderation, yeah. Uh, you know, there is positives and negatives. The other thing it does really do is um, it develops kind of a, a, a comfort level with technology as well. So, like, if I if I hadn't kind of engaged with with streaming and stuff, like I've I've managed to, you know. From from my own perspective, the, the stuff I've learned over the last twelve months have been fantastic. Like, um, you know, setting up broadcasting software, you know, leveling mics, uh, editing YouTube videos, you know, designing designing headers and stuff. It does kind of take you outside of just Excel and, and Outlook uh, mm -hmm. on, on in technology. You know, built built a PC, set up uh, capture cards and stuff like that. So like there's there's other stuff you can do i think if if you're not if you're not on a computer regularly it could be quite daunting like and you know the future for 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 work is is basically going to be be, be tech so the mm -hmm. more i think the more confident your kids are with technology the, the the more chance they are to be comfortable in a work environment as well yeah the, one of my challenges is you talked about like this skill level and you play you know you hop in a game you're at someone's skill level but if i want to go play with you guys tomorrow you guys are on a whole nother skill level and I, it brings me back to those days when i would try to play the james bond game 
on N64. And I'd be so bad yeah. and I'd be playing and everyone just, yeah, Goldeneye. They'd be shooting me in the face. I'd be like, oh, I just keep, I would just keep dying. And I'd be like, <laughs> this is pointless. And I would throw the remote and walk out of the room and cry. Like, now I just drink more cans and then just fall off the side of a cliff on Warzone. <laughs> so, like, how, do, how does one get into the world of gaming, like, without just getting your butt handed to you every day? So... So what 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 should happen and like the the algorithm would do. So if if for example, um, say if if I'm level hundred and you're level one, yeah, it, it should it should put us into a lobby. If we're both playing together, it should put us into a lobby at where where it's level fifty is kind of the average. So mm. I would then have to kind of work with you to you know you should be playing with a teammate that's kind of supportive and and uh, you know. But Glenn Carr you. is not a supportive teammate. He just leaves <laughs> me hanging every What's time. Point, and I want this on the Pandemic's Point podcast. <laughs> JP is the least coachable person on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as a former UL Vikings coach, I can testify to that. And it should be on the record. Um, uh, he obviously has developed his skills in that field. And he's worked on himself and self-improvement. But... Uh, 2007 JP was it was a handful as a coach. I not gonna lie. But so yeah, so like, there, there's two options. You either go in and play with a teammate who can coach you up to be better, or you go in by yourself and you play against other people who are at the same level. So there's there's mm -hmm. definitely drawbacks to kind of go in into into a game where you know there's guys that you're playing with that are very established. The other thing is to just pick a new game. So if a, if a game gets released tomorrow that you like the look of, so you know. Um, Cyberpunk 2077 came out a couple of weeks ago. You would just pick that. Everyone's new with that, and you would just, you know, you get in there. Mm. I, I guess my my last, I, I, you've you've definitely moved the needle as far as having less of a negative attitude towards games. You know, at the same time, I'm still don't know if I'm ready to, you know, buy a video game system for my kids when they grow up. Like, I guess I just see, like, I would ask you this question: Would you rather? If you ever have children, Liam, would you rather them spend two hours after school going doing sport or two hours playing video games? What would you prefer or do you not care at all? I would get them to do both. Okay. So they'd finish school at three, sports, <laughs> till, sports till five, homework five to whatever, six, and then games until they go to bed. Boom, job done. There you go. So Glenn, Glenn actually does this really well. So Glenn plays... So like myself and Bam are... are don't have kids so we normally play kind of after work so six six to eight or something like that glenn puts the kids down a kid at the moment but will be kids soon down at nine and then he jumps on for a couple of hours at that stage and that's his kind of chill time and stuff like that so like you can kind of work it in around your schedule but i would think that from my own personal experience like i played games all the way up as a kid it it's definitely developed developed my personality um it's not done me too much harm i don't think but yeah, I, I I do think that trope of the the fat guy in the basement playing you know World of Warcraft twenty twenty four hours a day, that's very unhealthy. But I I don't think that's the reality now. Like even the like the esports teams, they have like these um like they have a lot of kind of promo around well being. They have gyms for their teams. You know, the guys are the guys that are playing on the teams are eating healthy. They're going to the gym every day, and they're kind of the they're like the um, role models for the for the kids coming through. That's what they're seeing. Like, there's no one on that 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 um, on the stages in these esports teams that is, uh, you know, thirty stone, 
bearded slob. They're all, you know, young, fit guys because you have to be like to be to be fit enough to actually play these tournaments and stuff. So I think you you kind of follow what what role models are put in front of you, and and I think there is positive stuff in there from from an esports side of things. That's incredible. Just don't follow Tim the Tapman. He's he's not exactly the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been a fascinating conversation. Thank you, Liam Ryan, for coming Good. on the podcast. I've learned so much. Liam, be, before we before we wrap it up, um, if people want to watch you on Twitch, what do they need to know? How do they so, find you? So they can go to twitch.tv. Uh, uh, my, my username is actually the old Vikings uh, mascot. So it's it's Govoven. Uh, so G-V-O-V-E-N. Yep. We'll, we'll put it in the in the description. Put it in the description. Um, so there's a couple of things then. So they can go on. Basically, I have my schedule and stuff up there. Um, I Last year, we, we donated 700 euros to the Irish Cancer Society. Um, as you know, my sister, sister was a, a, a cancer survivor uh, last year. Um, so that's kind of a, a cause dear to my heart. Uh, and then this year, we're hoping to at least double that. So we're, we've got about 400 raised already in the first three months. So I'm expecting to... To double the, the amount raised um one of the things you can do is if you have amazon prime you can basically subscribe to me for free uh, it takes money away from amazon and it goes to the irish cancer society it doesn't cost you anything so if you have any listeners that have amazon prime that have never heard of twitch go to twitch.tv forward slash govoven and subscribe to me for free perfect love it how is your yeah. beer there or not your beer your cider my cider. cider is amazing it's very strong but it's uh it's it's kind of smooth it's a little bit it's it's almost got like honey um honey cider or something like that so i'm gonna have to pass on my my compliments to the to the chef uh I'm, i've got the, the the brew kit downstairs so i think it takes about two weeks to brew so i'll send some of mine up to you then once once it's ready there we go oh, we'll oh, test boys. it out we'll test it out on the podcast there you go california sun lads uh all the way from united kingdom uh not bad <laughs> West Coast Session IPA. I think it's a super value for relatively uh, inexpensive. I, I think it's only about uh, two euro can. So yeah, for, for an IPA, uh, affordable and very, very good quality. I would recommend. Not affordable was my Shallows Double IPA. <laughs> but it good at least? It was very good. And I had another double IPA of 8% before this 8.8%. So... I pretty much had a case of beer at this stage in about an hour, so this has been fun. <laughs> now all you need to do is go 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 source that Xbox and uh, and and start playing. playing. Yeah, I gotta grab it out of the attic and hook it up and get download the updates though, so I can be ready for tonight. So hard hard gaming with the live. Hard gaming. Hard, hard game. Hard gaming. Liam Ryan, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. That's absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. Cheers, Liam. Boom.